When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following is a Learfield presentation of the Wolfpack Sports Network. On the Wolfpack Sports Network from Learfield, welcome to Wolfpack Weekly with Coach Kevin Keats. Presented by Coors Light, your weekly pass inside the Wolfpack basketball program. Coming up, 60 minutes of NC State basketball talk. Wolfpack Weekly is also brought to you by Coca-Cola. New look, improved taste, new Coke Zero Sugar. The Sheraton Raleigh Hotel. When in Raleigh, stay where the Wolfpack stay. And by Jimmy D's Osteria and Bar, where Wolfpack basketball and great food come together. Now, alongside Coach Keats, here's Tony Haynes. A testy week awaits the NC State men's basketball team. A pair of road games, in fact, for the Wolfpack. State will travel to Louisville for a rematch with the Cardinals on Wednesday night. That'll be a 9 o'clock tip. And then on Saturday afternoon, the Pack will head over to Duke to tangle with the Blue Devils. And so we got plenty to talk about over the next hour. This is Wolfpack Weekly with Kevin Keats, presented by Coors Light. State won and won last week. Got a nice road victory at Virginia Tech. And then came home another tight one over PNC Arena as Clemson was able to Hold off NC State 70 to 65. The coach is here. I'm Tony Haynes. My co-host is Jeff Gravely. You had a practice this morning, Coach Keats. Uh, big picture, what's your assessment of where your team is right now coming off of last week? And what are the biggest needs right now? Well, the big pictures were they were in, in last week there were highs and lows. And I think the biggest high was going on the road at Virginia Tech and playing against a very experienced team. And especially when you look at their front court and coming out there with a, a very good win, uh, was proud of our guys. Um, you know, at that point, we had dropped five in a row. And the five in a row, we had some chances to win some of those games. And, 
to go on the road and, and have mental toughness and to be able to finish one of those games that we had previously not finished, I thought it says a lot about our team and our continue to fight. And, you know, in that game, we did a tremendous job with their post guys. Um, and I think a lot of the help came from our guards. Our guards were, you know, we threw a couple of traps in there. Our guards did a great job of, you know, making post feeds a little bit tougher and certainly came away with a very good road win. And then you look at the Clemson game this week and, you know, I thought we did some really good stuff, but it was totally opposite. Um, you know, we got, you know, in my opinion, we got really beat up in the paint. We gave up 44 points in the paint and, you know, didn't do as well of defending their, you know, primary post guy in P.J. Hall. And then I thought we got beat off the dribble. And once again, it was a close game and uh, we just had to clean up some stuff. So we went to practice this morning and, you know, we worked up, worked on cleaning up some stuff and we completely turned our focus to Louisville on Wednesday. What's the mindset of Terquavion Smith? It, it looked like uh, on, on Saturday he got a little frustrated, couldn't find his shot. It was almost like he was looking at his hands like, how can you deny me? What is, what is going on here? How do you handle that? I know there was a time during the game where he's out, he's going with talking with Coach Summy, but from that point to the next game, how do you handle a guy like Terquavion? He didn't even know that he missed seven shots. <laughs> um, he didn't. Uh, and and that's, you know, that's a great thing about being a freshman, and that's a great thing about it being a freshman that believes in his own ability. You know, the thing that I, he and I talked about today was, you know, you, you were 0 for 7. That's perfectly fine. Sometimes that's going to yeah. happen. You know, you're a freshman. You're going to go through that. But I don't want you to be 0 for 7 and all of your seven shots are from the three-point line because you're so much – you know, more than just a three-point shooter. And, you know, when you're when you're not making your outside shots, you got to get in there and get an offensive rebound. You got to drive the ball. You got to try to get to the free throw line. And I thought he settled, you know, obviously for just those shots. And, you know, three or four of them, uh, which sometimes he's a bad shot taker, but a bad shot maker. And we need him to make some of those shots. Uh, I just thought he settled for at least five out of the seven. Even though he didn't know he took seven shots, did part of his missing kind of, go into other avenues of the game defensively and he also had five turnovers in the game did it leak into his mindset that things weren't going well that day for him yeah yeah when you're a young guy and you don't score because obviously all of these kids grow up knowing and wanting to score it affects other parts of your game and certainly I think that did have a big play in some of the turnovers and you know the mishaps and the defensive breakdowns some guys over the years I've seen them they go 0 for 7 or have a tough day offensively They'll even head to the gym right after the game or the next day, a day off. Is he one of those guys that's, hey, i got to get back in the gym when I have a tough day like that? He is, and, and you know, he's, he doesn't, you know, he's a kid that we talked about that doesn't lack confidence, and he's going to, you know, today in, in practice he competed. You wouldn't have known that he missed seven shots. Uh, you know, he just, you know, one thing about it, you don't have to get on a guy like that because he's he's rough on himself for, you know, him missing, and, you know, for unfortunate, you know, or fortunate, either way you look at it, you know, he's done a great job as a freshman. He's going to have a couple of nights like this as a young kid. And it's not what you do during that night. It's what you do when you bounce back and obviously have to play again. You know, he got off to a great start at Virginia Tech. And in the aftermath of that game, he was asked in the Zoom press conference, uh, when you uh, get started like that, does it really help your confidence? And he basically said, uh, uh, my confidence doesn't need any help. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This is true. Yeah, he's he believes, and, and, and that's what makes him special is because he believes, and he doesn't know what he doesn't supposed to know, mm -hmm. and that's a great thing. Did the word frustration kind of creep into the entire team a little bit on Saturday? You know, I don't know if it was – I don't know if it was frustration or, 
you know, we just didn't get the stops that we needed in the paint. And, mm-hmm. you know, give those guys credit. You know, they moved the ball around. They entered the ball from the, from the top of the key where it took away our ability to trap. And, you know, once again, our young and inexperienced guys got caught behind a lot and, you know, didn't, wasn't, you know, wasn't in position to, you know, get deflections or defend the post. And a lot of them were direct passes. And, you know, when you're when you're caught completely behind, there's no defense to that. You're at the mercy of the offensive guy. And that, that hurt us a little bit. We, we went in the gym today. We really worked on that today. And hopefully um, through a learning experience, that won't happen again. P.J. Hall was really good. Uh, a lot of it he did himself. But there were a couple of times where defenders got lost on him. Did was there? What's the balance of the two? Now, oh. n- not to take away from P.J. Hall's performance because he's a really good player right. and he's having a really good year. Um, but I thought we had a couple breakdowns and a couple of them were cross screens where we got stuck on screens and our guards didn't hold enough for our bigs to get open, um, to get over the screens. And we just were late and mm-hmm. he beat us to spots and – you know, we didn't do a good job, and, you know, we talked about that, and, you know, we went into the game knowing that we would do a better job and that, and for whatever reason, our bigs played really, really young, you know, on Saturday. And, you know, when you got young, inexperienced guys, they're going to be nights that they play young, and unfortunately, you could usually put another guy in and, and do better, but all three of them played young, Yeah, yeah uh, Brad Brownell kept him in South Carolina. You know, he's from Spartanburg, and uh, he was – I think he was the top player out of South Carolina two or three years ago. Uh, he's a big, strong player. Uh, if you make the list of most improved players this year, I think Darion Sebron would be number one on the list. But P.G. Hall is probably going to uh, make that team as well. But you look at Clemson and how they had played leading up to the game on Saturday, Coach. Hunter Tyson, Nick Honor, David Collins, between them, 0 for 5 from the three-point line. Now, if I tell you that before the game, you say, hey, I like our chances, right? Yeah, we went in the game, and we took away their strengths. I think as a team, they were close to 40% shooting, and we defended the three-point line. We just didn't realize we were going to get wiped out at the, in the post. And, um, you know, I don't need those guys to be great. Uh, I just think I need them to, to neutralize or stabilize their opponent and, and obviously not get wiped out. And so when you look at it, I thought our guards did all they could. Even though Tequavion didn't have a good night, Jericho was okay, and Sebron was elite again. But we, we cannot have where a, a guy gets 20 and maybe seven, and then we don't get anything inside because it doesn't help us. You know, you know that was the point I was going to ask you about is what of the trio are you trying to have as a group? It's not going to be one guy. It's got to be a collective effort of the three. What are you looking f- from them? Uh, that trio to to help this team? I think if they can, as a trio, if they can give us anywhere from eight to ten points, and that's not a lot I'm asking for, and and six rebounds, I think we don't get wiped out because if the other, you know, the guys that they're playing against ends up getting 20, we're getting 10 back, you know, or, Mm -hmm. you know, know, 11 rebounds, we get five back. And that's what you got to look at, and that's the expectation for those young men moving forward until they continue to get better offensively. Clemson's always one of the toughest defensive teams in the ACC. They're very physical. Uh, they try to keep you out of the paint. Interesting in this game, NC State's first two-point basket didn't come <laughs> until five minutes to go in the first half. The Pack had eight field goals in the first half, only two of them inside the three-point arc. Is that 
dictated somewhat by the way Clemson plays defense coach? Well, it's dictated a lot. And then, you know, Sebron wasn't in attack, attack mode at that hmm. time. And, you know, really most of our paint touches and paint scores either come from an offensive rebound or him driving the basketball. Hmm. And so we just didn't – we didn't get many offensive rebounds. We were making a few shots from the outside. And then they did a good job in the first half not letting him get into the painted area. All right, Saturday was a tough day. Uh, anytime NC State loses, it's a tough day. On my way home from the game, I got to swing by the grocery store. I'm checking out. Young man who's helping me check out asked this, – this was really uh, put icing on the cake. It was a real tough day. He asked me if I wanted the senior discount. <laughs> You took it, didn't you? I said I'm not qualified for that yet, and he looked at really? me like he he was shocked that I wasn't qualified. So, well, yeah. what what qualifies for it? That, that made it a very difficult day. All wow. right, we're going to take a break and continue after this as a Wolfpack Weekly with Kevin Keats, presented by Coors Light from Learfield. And we're back with breaking news. The new Coke Zero Sugar might be the best Coke ever. That's right, Jim. With an improved taste and zero calories, the new Coke Zero Sugar is a must-try for any Coke fan. So make sure you... Jim. <laughs> Jim. We're on the air. Ooh, yes. This tastes like the best Coke ever to me. Your thoughts, Jen? Well, can I have a sip? <laughs> Jen, we're in the middle of reporting the news. I need to try it first. Jimmy V's Osteria and Bar, where Wolfpack basketball and great food come together. Whether you're planning a corporate meeting, wedding reception, or just looking for a great spot to watch the Wolfpack game, the Sheridan Raleigh and Jimmy V's go hand in hand. So come on out and try a Jimmy V's pizza or the infamous Wittenberger. To make a reservation or plan your next event, simply call the Sheridan Raleigh Hotel at 919-834-9900 or visit them online at SheridanRaleigh.com or JimmyV'sRaleigh.com. When in Raleigh, stay where the Wolfpack stay. The perfect tailgate. All you need are your friends and the 2021 Ford F-150 with the available Pro Power Onboard. It's like a mobile generator to power your tailgate all game long. It's this tradition of toughness and innovation that's made Ford F-Series America's best-selling truck 44 years straight and counting. Make your game day traditions bigger and better season after season. Check out the 2021 Ford F-150 at your Carolina Ford dealer. Based on 1977 through 2020 calendar year total sales. Wolfpack fans, be sure and stop into your local Atlantic Tire and Service for all your auto repair needs. Offering much more than tires, Atlantic Tire and Service is your full-service automotive maintenance shop with five convenient locations across the triangle. Voted top mechanic for over 10 years, Atlantic Tire and Service is committed to supporting the community and provides the highest quality repairs in Cary, Raleigh, Durham, and Wakefield. Stop in today or visit AtlanticTireOnline.com for more information. Go Pack! It's a new season. Get ready for more men's and women's college sports excellence. Trophies will be awarded in June to schools who take the top spot in the 2021-22 Learfield Directors' Cup. The premier award recognizes one winning institution in all competitive divisions. Follow your favorite team's progress as seasonal standings are announced at L Directors' Cup on Twitter and online at directorscup.org. The crowning achievement in college athletics. Got my nachos, got my big TV, and my favorite chair. It's game time. But you know, the only thing that would make it a little better is if I could listen to my local broadcasters while watching the game. 
Hello. You must have wished for your game to be synced with TV and radio. I sure did. Do you have a DVR? You bet. Do you have a streaming device? Yeah. Blammo. Your game is now synced. It's that easy. Oh, boy. To see if you can get synced, head to SyncMyGame.com from Learfield. SyncMyGame.com? SyncMyGame.com. We are delighted to have you with us. You've got Wolfpack Weekly with Kevin Keats presented by Coors Light. We're going to give Coach a little bit of a break here in the second segment. I'm Tony Haynes along with Jeff Gravely. Let's take a look at the upcoming ACC schedule. These are the games that are scheduled to play. <laughs> we played a complete schedule, by the way, on Saturday. Yes, seven we did. Games, so uh, that, maybe that's a good sign. But uh, coming up here this week, let's start with Tuesday night, 7 p.m. tip-off. It'll be Pitt at Syracuse. And then at 8 o'clock, this one will be an interesting one to take a look at. Miami on the road at Florida State. Hurricanes, the only unbeaten team in conference play now, and they have won nine in a row. Then on a Wednesday night, we've got a very busy evening, five games. Duke at Wake Forest, that's a 7 o'clock tip. Also at 7 p.m., Notre Dame's going to host Clemson. Georgia Tech visits Boston College at 9. In fact, there are three 9 o'clock games to go along with Georgia Tech, Boston College, of course, NC State and Louisville. And uh, we'll begin our pregame coverage for that one at 8 p.m. And another 9 o'clock game, Virginia Tech on the road at Virginia. How we get three 9 o'clock games on the same night, I'll wow. never know. But that's where we stand. Mention Miami, nine in a row. They win at Cameron. You know, coming into this past weekend, Duke was the only team from the league that uh, was nationally ranked. I think when you win at Cameron and you, 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 you win nine games in a row, as Miami has done, perhaps some respect going to come the Hurricanes way. Yeah, I would be shocked if they are not ranked today on Monday uh, in the latest AP poll. And we're pre-recording this show. By the time it airs, we'll we'll know. We'll know. Uh, Yeah, exactly. But the fact, you know, I think it's something that we saw unfold on on Saturday night at Cameron, the fact that the Blue Devils had a four-point lead with 45 seconds to go, and Miami was able to to make some incredible plays down the stretch to win that. Winning on the road is tough. They've been able to do that. Miami 3-0 on the road, including wins the one at, on Saturday at Cameron is special but to be uh, you know 13 and three overall and I know everybody's taking pot shots at the ACC and they're down blah 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 but I think they are one of the better teams in the country and you know what I think you got to start you know North Carolina's kind of been in and out of the mm-hmm. pole I think you got to look at them with the performance they had on Saturday against Virginia, particularly Armando Baycott with mm-hmm. 29 points and 21 rebounds. That's a special effort. Yeah, he's the only player who's got more double-doubles than Darion Sebron right. right now. It's hard exactly. to believe, so that's something to be said for that. I remember when NC State went on the road to play at Miami on December 29th, and Coach Jim Laranega said upcoming for them this was going to be a crucial stretch because they had the unusual opportunity of getting three consecutive conference games at home, starting with that NC State game. Now, that game was a grind. It was it went down to the wire. Uh, Miami pulled away in the last couple of minutes. But uh, just as Coach Laranega said at that time, they took care of business. They won those three home games. And now they're proving they can win on the road as they win at Duke. Now, they're going to have a tough one at Florida State. The Seminoles are great down in Tallahassee at the Tucker Center. But uh, Miami's made a believer of me. And, again, college basketball skews older in this day and age. There you go. 
uh, or, or I'm sorry, let me correct my uh, college basketball skews younger in this day and age, but Miami has got to be one of the oldest teams in the country. You got three six year players in the starting lineup. You know, you look at the schedule. They 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 started out. They go to Duke. Then they're now they're going to go to Florida State, and then they come back to North Carolina to play North Carolina, and then they will host Florida State. That's a that's an interesting stretch of basketball for Miami if they get through that stretch. Uh, Either at 500 or split or uh, above 500, that would be a heck of an accomplishment for them. Well, the Canes are 4-0, and and now Louisville, after falling uh, at Florida State over the weekend, Cards are 4-1. and Carolina is coming off a strong performance, as you said. The Tar Heels are 3-1 and in the league. Duke uh, falling to 2-1 and with that loss. How about Notre Dame? Five yeah, wins Notre in Dame, a row. that's right. And, the, you know, they were struggling earlier in the season. They were. conference schedule. But Mike Bray's clearly found some things as they've uh, improved their record at 3-1. and Wake is 3-2. and BC 1-2. and Clemson now 500 team at 2-2. Two and two. Same with Florida State. Syracuse struggling a bit. Uh, the the Bayheim guys 1-3 and three right now. Pitt finally broke through with a win, one and three. NC State one and four. You got Virginia Tech at zero and three, and Georgia Tech at zero and four. But uh, again, and we'll talk to Coach Keats about this because uh, you've had thirty-one conference games to date. Eighteen of the thirty-one have been decided by five points or less. Man, it's a it's a close knit league. There it, is uh, a parity. I think is profound right now. It is, and you know it, the unpredictability and uncertainty. You know, you look at Georgia Tech, uh, the winners last year of the ACC championship, starting out zero and four in the league this year. They have the league's uh, top scorer in Michael DeVoe at twenty one points per game. Uh, you look at Wake Forest, who who may have one of the better transfers in the conference, and Alondez Williams, who's second in scoring at twenty point four, and then you've got Darian Sebron at 20, Buddy Beheim at 18 points per game, and then Cameron McGusty at 18. So I think the issue with Syracuse has been defensively, they haven't been very good, uh, according to the main Beheim, and that's Coach Beheim. <laughs> well, NC State falling to Clemson on Saturday, 70-65. to 65. It was an odd game in that the Wolfpack uh, shot 29% in the first half with nine turnovers, but somehow State was still in the game. Yeah. Only trailing by two. You kind of felt a little bit lucky, I think, if you're Kevin Keats in the pack that you go to the locker room after those offensive statistics in the opening half. You only uh, shoot 29%, but still trailing by two. And it was close throughout, and Clemson made the plays. And as Coach Keats said, P.J. Hall was the difference in the game with his 20 points. One of the things, though, that Casey Morsell says for NC State, he says the pack has got to be mentally tougher when the ball isn't going through the basket. You know, I think one of the issues is that we're – Having our offense affect our defense, um, we're not we're not hitting shots. Um, you know, it snowballs into um, the defensive end, and then it's, it's tough to really get going and get back on track. Yeah, uh, it's something to be said for that, especially with young teams. You know, they're energized by seeing the ball going in the basket, and uh, the pack only had eight field goals in that first half against Clemson the other day, and it was a struggle at twenty nine percent. Well, you look at the game, they only had 19 field goals, right. you know, and and nine of those were three-pointers. So I think another thing that may have led to some lack of success in the field goal department is they only had eight assists, and that was a, a, one of the low points uh, of, the, of their recent play because they had done well at Virginia Tech, done well at Miami, and done well against Florida State as far as the assist category, but this one, they, they didn't do too well sharing the basketball on Saturday. Well, of course, Casey Marcel transferred in from Virginia, so he's got a different thought process. He doesn't believe it's offense right now for NC State. He doesn't think that's the issue. And he points out that although Clemson protects the paint pretty well, 
the Wolfpack had plenty of opportunities. They were packing the paint a little bit, uh, but I don't know, man. I think there was a lot of things we could have done to get more paint touches, more paint shots. Um, you know, that was my mindset when I was, you know, getting out there was uh, was to get in the paint, get paint touches. But um, you know, forget the offensive end. No, I just think, man, we just need to focus on defense. You know, focus on what we need to do on the defensive end to win games. Uh, offense will come. Um, you know, we're scoring at a high level on the offensive end, and we're in every game through our offense. But um, you know, we. We're not going to close games out until we lock in that defense. Well, you've got a point. Clemson shot 57% in the second half. And case in point, you look at NC State scoring offense, they're 76 points per game. But scoring defense, only 75 points. Or, or giving up 75 points. That's not a lot of room for error when you're talking about one point. We'll see if it can get turned around. Louisville coming up on Wednesday night, a road trip, and that'll be a 9 o'clock start. Coach Keats will rejoin us after this. You're listening to Wolfpack Weekly with Kevin Keats, presented by Coors Light from Learfield. It's bow time. So it's game time, and you got a bunch of rabid fans. Dad, we're hungry. You head out to fire up burgers and dogs and go from grill master to MVP... Then you realize you're out of GAS. Yup, out of gas on game day. What do you do? Drop a big bow box on it. Game on. Feed a family of four with eight pieces of chicken, biscuits, fixings, and tea. It's bow time. And we're back with breaking news. The new Coke Zero Sugar might be the best Coke ever. That's right, Jim. With an improved taste and zero calories, the new Coke Zero Sugar is a must-try for any Coke fan. So make sure you... Jim. <laughs> Jim. We're on the air. Ooh, yes. This tastes like the best Coke ever to me. Your thoughts, Jen? Well, can I have a sip? <laughs> Jen, we're in the middle of reporting the news. I need to try it first. Jimmy V's Osteria and Bar, where Wolfpack basketball and great food come together. Whether you're planning a corporate meeting, wedding reception, or just looking for a great spot to watch the Wolfpack game, the Sheridan Raleigh and Jimmy V's go hand in hand. So come on out and try a Jimmy V's pizza or the infamous Wittenberger. To make a reservation or plan your next event, simply call the Sheridan Raleigh Hotel at 919-834-9900 or visit them online at SheridanRaleigh.com or JimmyV'sRaleigh.com. When in Raleigh, stay where the Wolfpack stay. Hey, Pack fans, did you know over the past decade, Rebels Chirp and Tractor and John Deere have provided chirp equipment to maintain the sports fields at NC State. They're pleased to feature new and pre-owned golf and sports chirp maintenance equipment. Rebels Chirp and Tractor has a location in Myrtle Beach and their home base in Fuquay Varina or RebelsTractor.com. You're now able to provide the same field conditions that the Pack plays on each week with the help of Rebels Chirp and Tractor. Rebels Chirp and Tractor is proud to support Wolfpack Athletics. The perfect tailgate. All you need are your friends and the 2021 Ford F-150. With the available Pro Power Onboard, it's like a mobile generator to power your tailgate all game long. It's this tradition of toughness and innovation that's made Ford F-Series America's best-selling truck 44 years straight and counting. Make your game day traditions bigger and better season after season. Check out the 2021 Ford F-150 at your Carolina Ford dealer. Based on 1977 through 2020 calendar year total sales. 
It's a new season. Get ready for more men's and women's college sports excellence. Trophies will be awarded in June to schools who take the top spot in the 2021-22 Learfield Directors' Cup. The premier award recognizes one winning institution in all competitive divisions. Follow your favorite team's progress as seasonal standings are announced at L Directors' Cup on Twitter and online at directorscup.org. The crowning achievement in college athletics. Hey, check out the new Coke Zero Sugar. New look, improved taste, the new Coke Zero Sugar. Welcome back. This is Wolfpack Weekly with Kevin Keyes, presented by Coors Light. The coach is here. I'm Tony Haynes. My co-host is Jeff Gravely, who last week, I mean, he asked some spectacular questions. Oh, boy, here we go again. And you really, I think you really set the bar high for yourself moving forward here. The pressure's on to keep it going. I know. I don't know that I can live up to those expectations. I'll just try to do what I can to help the squad. Well, we appreciate your team player and uh, Coach (laughs) Keith sitting here. I know what he's thinking. Well, uh, congratulations to you, Jeff. Uh, I've been doing this show with Tony for five years, and I'm still waiting for him to ask a, a good question. Is that where we are, Coach? Yeah, I was thinking it, but sometimes <laughs> you don't have to say it out loud. <laughs> but that, it's a lot of truth to that. A lot of head shaking going on right now, folks. All right, I'm going to switch gears. There you we go. got a big football game tonight. Yeah. National championship game, Bama, Georgia. Of course, Alabama beat beat up on the dogs in the conference championship game about a month ago. Break it down, Coach. Where are we heading in this one? You know, I guess we're, you guys asked me this question because I think I take a, I pick a team every year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think I, if I'm not mistaken, I think I'm undefeated. Now, I don't know that, but I think <laughs> we'll I give you that, coach. We'll give it to I you. Yep. So. And so, I'm going to go with, um, I'm going Georgia. Wow. Really? Okay. I am. Um, I just and don't ask me why. I have I don't really have an explanation why. You know, I just I feel like that Georgia's gonna come out with the win today and I don't I don't know tonight. I don't know why I feel that way and I know uh it's hard to bet against Alabama. Mm-hmm. I do know that mm-hmm. in football. I know that. But I'm telling you for tonight I'm taking Georgia. Harder or easier for Georgia to they just played Alabama and got their butts whipped in the uh, SEC championship game. Harder for them after that game or maybe a little easier to come back and play Alabama this this soon? I think it depends on how the game starts. Mm-hmm. I think if they can get off to a decent enough start and get a get confidence and not say, here we go again, I think they're going to be fine. You going to watch tonight a little bit? I, can I prob- you enjoy I, it a little bit? I, I probably will be watching. It'll probably be on the TV while I have my um, laptop there and I'm watching Louisville. Um, there you go. Louisville. So I'll see a little bit of both. I'll look up and – um, but my focus will be more on Louisville than it will be the national championship game. Gotcha. You've been in this coaching business for a long time. You understand how difficult it is to win. It's tough to win every time out. I don't care who you're coaching. So from that perspective, you look at what Nick Saban has done at Alabama. Does it just blow your mind? Well, he's done a great job. And, you know, it's, it's certain programs that have built unbelievable culture. Um, you know, I don't know Nick Saban. Um, I've been able to see – Alabama football from a distance and it seems like they're a connected group. I don't know much about them, but I know they win a lot of games and they've won championships and, you know, it seems like a really good program. And so, yes, um, you know, I think they've built something really special there and, and that happens. And, you know, let's, Hey, let me take this opportunity to um, congratulate our football team. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Dave Dorn has done a tremendous job and, you know, I remember when, I first got here and uh, the hard work that he's put into it and 
you know, you think about how he's changed the program and he's changed the culture of it and, you know, guys believing and you talk about, you know, how, you know, you know going undefeated at home, that's one thing, but being able to, to have the record that they have and they absolutely, I don't care what anybody says, they absolutely won the bowl game. Um, they got the trophy. They to got prove the trophy and, and the hats and the hats and um, <laughs> you know he, him and his staff um, should be commended for the job that they've done and the turnaround that they've had in the program. So, you know, um, my head goes off to those guys. Does one program feed off of the other? Not just championship, or you know, not just football and basketball, but we got programs here at NC State of the winning national championships, women's cross country, women's swimming, and you know. Does, as an athletics department, does one feed off of the other? I think it it helps. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if you know if we're successful in any sport here, it helps, mm-hmm. and and that comes from the top. You know, with um, our athletic director Book Organ and our chancellor. You know, we we're in this together, and you know it helps recruiting. You know, you probably don't know this, but a lot of our programs probably get you know players or prospects by coming to a game where mm-hmm. somebody wins or, you know, it's a big win or it's a, you know, a big conference championship and we're able to talk about it. So every program, you know, I, I, I wish every program in our entire athletic department is very successful because I think it helps everyone. When you're recruiting a prospect, do you try to work it out where you can bring them to a football game here at Carter Family State? Well, most times, yeah. I mean, you know, most times we do. And, you know, obviously it's a great atmosphere and, you know, we try to, you know, include them into the atmosphere. We want them to see what it looks like because a lot of times our kids come before we have played, a, you know, a regular season game in basketball. And so the only thing that we can show them is what it looks like, the atmosphere. And, and it's great. It's been great. You know, I want to go back to the Virginia Tech game because we were talking – one of the things, that images that I remember is Turquavion after the game in the locker room jumping up down. Where's my ice cream? It was an ice cream game. But the other thing that came out of that game was the, the, the formation of the word relentless. It was some, mm-hmm. Tell us the story of how that word became prominent before that game. Well, Pat Murphy sent me an article, and it talked about, and, and I have to go back and figure out where the article came from, but I thought it was a great article. It, it talked about, you know, teams always setting goals. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everybody say we want to win an ACC championship, we want to win a national championship, and that's great. But it's more individually what you want for your team. What's everybody want collectively? And it said you ought to come up with a word that, you know, when things are great, you need to say on the court, hey, relentless, or things are whatever your word may be, or things are bad, and you want to say, hey, are we doing things that we think are relentless? In our our case, the word's relentless. Are we doing stuff that we said or what the word relentless means to us? And, you know, those guys came up with the word and – I honestly think that was one of the driving forces that helped us win the Virginia Tech game because when things got a little bit tougher, they went back to that as a group. That was a homework assignment, right? You passed on when you got up there to Blacksburg? See, even doing the – I know in between semesters, we're still doing homework, <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> exactly. That's good. Always. Are you starting to see some signs of life from Cam Hayes here for a couple of games? I, I think he's showing some flashes. Um, you, know, um, you know, Cam is you know similar to – Darion, he just hasn't had the breakout year yet, but he's had the experience. And, you know, as we move forward, we're going to need him to play better basketball. Um, you know, it, I'm not pinning any loss on any particular kid. It's kind of on all of us. But, you know, um, early in the season, he hasn't played what we thought could be Cam Hayes basketball. And certainly he showed some flashes of that. 
and he will continue to get better. We're going to stick with him. You know, I've done a little different things with him. I bought him, uh, had him in the starting lineup, and, you know, I've kind of bought him off the bench so he can see the game flow. But he's not buried. He's not a guy that I'm saying, hey, man, we can't win. We're, we're just going to figure it out, you know. You also, is it a learning process for him? Because sometimes you'll have him in there with Sebron. Sebron's playing the point and Cam's at two. Is there a learning process for him uh, to, to move over to that position where he's been a point guard for most of his life? Well, he's smart enough to play both positions. And, you know, typically when he's in the game, he's typically the point guard. But lately we've had a couple situations where Sebron was playing better. And because Cam hadn't been able to get free with the ball in his hand and he's not shooting a great percentage. I wanted him to play off the ball to get a few better looks mm -hmm. instead of having to go off the dribble all the time. A lot of his shots have been come off the dribble and we wanted just to free him up to be able to give him some better and easier looks. You like to run a lot of ball screens in your offense and I was thinking about it. Um, when Mark L. Johnson and Devin Daniels played together, you could run both of those off of ball screens. Clearly, it was different. Mark L. pick and roll guy and was exceptional running pick and roll, whereas Devin's trying to come off, get downhill, try to score the ball in the paint. Uh, but when you've got Cam and Sebron in there together, is it is it similar in that, hey, you've got multiple guys that can come off of ball screens and be effective, and how important is that in your offense? Well, we got, you know, when you look at uh, Sebron, he's – you know, probably one of the best down-the-heel guys that we have, and he's a, his ability to get in the paint and draw people. And so sometimes it's better to have him with the ball in his hand and find open guys. And in Cam's situation, we wanted to free him up a little bit. Cam, you know, can obviously facilitate. He's a really good passer also, but he's also the type of guy, his last, his last move is going to be a jump shot. Sebron's last move is going to be to the rim. And so sometimes you kind of switch the role a little bit so they can they both can be able to play off each other. Food Lion is the proud sponsor of Score to Give More. For every free throw the pack makes this season, Food Lion Feeds will donate 100 meals to a local area food bank to help our neighbors in need this winter. Food Lion is the official grocer of the ACC. NC State travels to Louisville on Wednesday night. It'll be a rematch against the Cardinals. 9 p.m. at tip-off time, and we'll be on the air with pregame coverage at 8 o'clock. More of the coach when we return. This is Wolfpack Weekly with Kevin Keyes, presented by Coors Light from Learfield. And we're back with breaking news. The new Coke Zero Sugar might be the best Coke ever. That's right, Jim. With an improved taste and zero calories, the new Coke Zero Sugar is a must-try for any Coke fan. So make sure you... Jim. <laughs> Jim. We're on the air. Ooh, yes. This tastes like the best Coke ever to me. Your thoughts, Jen? Well, can I have a sip? <laughs> Jen, we're in the middle of reporting the news. I need to try it first. Jimmy V's Osteria and Bar, where Wolfpack basketball and great food come together. Whether you're planning a corporate meeting, wedding reception, or just looking for a great spot to watch the Wolfpack game, the Sheridan Raleigh and Jimmy V's go hand in hand. So come on out and try a Jimmy V's pizza or the infamous Wittenberger. To make a reservation or plan your next event, simply call the Sheridan Raleigh Hotel at 919-834-9900 or visit them online at SheridanRaleigh.com or JimmyV'sRaleigh.com. When in Raleigh, stay where the Wolfpack stay. The perfect tailgate. All you need are your friends and the 2021 Ford F-150 with the available Pro Power Onboard. It's like a mobile generator to power your tailgate all game long. It's this tradition of toughness and innovation that's made Ford F-Series America's best-selling truck 44 years straight and counting. 
Make your game day traditions bigger and better season after season. Check out the 2021 Ford F-150 at your Carolina Ford dealer. Based on 1977 through 2020 calendar year total sales. Wolfpack fans, did you know CPI security is your best defense for protecting your home and family? Enjoy the peace of mind that only comes with bringing your security and smart home needs under one roof, easily controlling everything from the InTouch app. Plus, rest easy knowing their 24-7 monitoring has your back, getting you the help you need fast during emergencies. When every second counts, count on CPI. Make CPI security a part of your game plan. Visit mycpi.com wolfpack for your special team offer. It's a new season. Get ready for more men's and women's college sports excellence. Trophies will be awarded in June to schools who take the top spot in the 2021-22 Learfield Directors Cup. The premier award recognizes one winning institution in all competitive divisions. Follow your favorite team's progress as seasonal standings are announced at L Directors Cup on Twitter and online at directorscup.org. The crowning achievement in college athletics. Got my nachos, got my big TV, and my favorite chair. It's game time. But you know, the only thing that would make it a little better is if I could listen to my local broadcasters while watching the game. Oh, hello. You must have wished for your game to be synced with TV and radio. I sure did. Do you have a DVR? You bet. Do you have a streaming device? Yeah. Blammo. Your game is now synced. It's that easy. Oh, boy. To see if you can get synced, head to SyncMyGame.com from Learfield. SyncMyGame.com? SyncMyGame.com. Well, if you're an NC State fan, and most of you are listening to the show, you need to check out Jimmy B's Osteria and Bar, where Wolfpack basketball and great food come together. Wolfpack and Cardinals up at Louisville coming up on Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Airtime on the network will be 8 o'clock. You've got Wolfpack Weekly with Kevin Keats presented by Coors Light. With the coach, I'm Tony Hinch. Jeff Grabley is my co-host as well. We're talking about Darion Sebron going into the break. Last week, 48 points in the two games against Virginia Tech and Clemson. 36 of the 48 points came in the second half. Coach, why do you think that's happened? And it's done so on a fairly regular basis this year. Yeah, you know, he was in complete attack mode. And, and you know, I would love for him to, to obviously get a little bit more aggressive in the first half. You know, it's weird because it's almost like he lets the game come to him, which is what you always want mm-hmm. from a coach coaching standpoint. Um, but he's been really good for us in closing games. And, you know, you look at the Virginia Tech game, he closed the game off. He made some mm-hmm. great plays. We were able to put the ball in his hand. He made two incredible drives, one to his left hand, one to his right, and he finished plays. Because he's playing point guard so much more now, and he's starting at the point, is there a balancing act for him where he, you know, he want, he's got to be able to score, but as a point guard, he also wants to uh, get his teammates involved as well. Well, it, and it's, you know, because of his ability to draw so many people when he drive, you know, uh, he's starting to see stuff that he didn't see before. You know, even in the Virginia Tech game, he drove it and made a couple great passes to the corner, and unfortunately he was called for a charge. But he wasn't seeing those plays early in the year. You know, another thing, too, is he, he had a season-high five three-pointers attempted on Saturday, made two of them, which is also a season-high. Is he feeling more comfortable behind the arc? Because you've noticed they're going to they're gonna give him that shot. Well, he's starting – you know, what he's doing is he's keeping the defense honest. We talked about the um, option quarterback and every now and then dropping back and have to make a pass just to keep everybody from loading up in the box. And – 
you know, he's starting to do that a little bit. When you look at his shot, it's not a bad shot. It's no. more of a confidence thing. But it's also more to he plays to his strength. Why take three-pointers if you can get to the rim like he can? Yeah. You know, that was that's the next question. All right, he's so great around the rim. We saw the reverse layup he had against Virginia Tech that was simply phenomenal. <laughs> Is he is he a better is he better in the air in his creativity at the rim or is he better with a euro step? Which one is his strength? Whew, I'd like to say just better, you know, when he just puts his head down and get to the left and don't euro step or he has to under the rim. When he get when he gets to the backboard or get to the rim and uses that quick uh, first step as a burst, I think he's really good. He leads the ACC in offensive rebounds or offensive rebounds per game. Coach, I don't think I'm going out on a limb if I predict if that holds up at the end of the season, he'll become the first point guard in the history of the league to, to lead the ACC in uh, offensive rebounds. Yeah, I would say. Now, I don't want to. I don't want to just call him a point guard because he's so yeah, much right. over the place and all that other stuff. But he, may, let's say he's he's the he may be the first ball guard. Uh -huh. How about that? There you go. Well, and and this comes up a lot. Uh, many of his offensive rebounds come after his own misses. Is that because he's a little sneaky quick with the second jump? Yeah, I think he's got a second jump that's quicker than most people's first. Okay. Yeah. Casey Morsell um, had a, a decent game against Clemson, had some good moments. Is he healthy enough now to have a breakout game? I think he's I think he's getting um, back healthy. Um, you know, he had a decent game against Clemson. He's had a couple of days leading up to Clemson, and then he had a good practice this morning. And so hopefully we can get him back ready to play. If you remember, you know, his first game out was against Louisville, so yep. he didn't even have a chance to play in that game. What about uh, the report on Greg Gant? I know he's he's been dressed out a little bit. Uh, he's gone through some pregame warm-ups and stuff, and I'm sure he's been through some practices. Where are you with him? Yeah, we don't have a we don't have a Jeff. We don't have any timetable on when Greg's going to play or if he's going to play. Um, you know, we're putting him through warm-ups and stuff so he doesn't have a day off, and mm -hmm. you know he can you know try to get in some type of shape. But he's not in shape to play a game. And it's going to be completely up to the doctors and the our trainer and also Greg. Oh, can he compete and can he compete at the level of the ACC if he's ready to play? You know? So from a hypothetical situation, what would he bring to your lineup if he were able to play some minutes? Well, I think he brings toughness. Um, he's a guy that's uh, very similar to Jericho as a 4-3 type of guy. Mm -hmm. um, maybe even a little bit more physical, you know, um, he enjoys playing on the defensive end. He's a talker. Um, you know, he's similar to Jericho. You would have two guys that really could be, you know, six, seven, six, eight that could play that forward position. Um, and I think he brings toughness to us that we don't have in those positions right now. That was an excellent question. Well, you had an excellent thought in the pregame. The so hypothetical. I, I, I need you to ask that as the follow-up question. That because he just mentioned talking. Right? Oh, yeah, talking, yeah. communicating. So on we defense. sound like we're on NPR. Boy, that was a really nice question. Absolutely. Go well, ahead. No, we would and I'm glad, I'm glad you reminded him of what his question was because <laughs> he was looking at you like, I don't remember that. Uh, well, yeah. well, I'm going to tell you this. The reason I said that was a good question because that was going to be my next question. So. Oh, well, I see where we're going now. So go. I see. So <laughs> if I ask a good question, it's because Tony had the question on his notes. Because he had the thought. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, All right. It was a good question. Go, All right, go uh, with the talking question, Man, Tony. If you're downtown. Raleigh, you're visiting town. You gotta uh, stop by the Sheridan Raleigh Hotel. When in Raleigh, stay where the Wolfpack stays. Final segment coming up. This Wolfpack Weekly with Kevin Keith, presented by Coors Light from Learfield. North Carolina is known for its legendary barbecue joints, and the Pit proudly continues this tradition by serving authentic whole hog pit cooked barbecue. 
It's all at the pit in downtown Raleigh's warehouse district, just two miles from the NC State campus. A celebration of all of the great culinary offerings of the Old North State, the pit has made a name for itself as the destination for the state's signature cuisine. So when you're hungry like a wolf, you know what to do. Visit the pit in Raleigh. Hey, Pack fans, did you know over the past decade, Revels Chirp and Tractor and John Deere have provided chirp equipment to maintain the sports fields at NC State. They're pleased to feature new and pre-owned golf and sports chirp maintenance equipment. Revels Chirp and Tractor has a location in Myrtle Beach and their home base in Fuquay Varina or RevelsTractor.com. You're now able to provide the same field conditions that the Pack plays on each week with the help of Revels Chirp and Tractor. Revels Chirp and Tractor is proud to support Wolfpack Athletics. And we're back with breaking news. The new Coke Zero Sugar might be the best Coke ever. That's right, Jim. With an improved taste and zero calories, the new Coke Zero Sugar is a must-try for any Coke fan. So make sure you... Jim. <laughs> Jim. We're on the air. Ooh, yes. This tastes like the best Coke ever to me. Your thoughts, Jen? Well, can I have a sip? <laughs> Jen, we're in the middle of reporting the news. I need to try it first. Jimmy V's Osteria and Bar, where Wolfpack basketball and great food come together. Whether you're planning a corporate meeting, wedding reception, or just looking for a great spot to watch the Wolfpack game, the Sheridan Raleigh and Jimmy V's go hand in hand. So come on out and try a Jimmy V's pizza or the infamous Wittenberger. To make a reservation or plan your next event, simply call the Sheridan Raleigh Hotel at 919-834-9900 or visit them online at SheridanRaleigh.com or JimmyV'sRaleigh.com. When in Raleigh, stay where the Wolfpack stay. The perfect tailgate. All you need are your friends and the 2021 Ford F-150. With the available Pro Power Onboard, it's like a mobile generator to power your tailgate all game long. It's this tradition of toughness and innovation that's made Ford F-Series America's best-selling truck 44 years straight and counting. Make your game day traditions bigger and better season after season. Check out the 2021 Ford F-150 at your Carolina Ford dealer. Based on 1977 through 2020 calendar year total sales. It's a new season. Get ready for more men's and women's college sports excellence. Trophies will be awarded in June to schools who take the top spot in the 2021-22 Learfield Directors' Cup. The premier award recognizes one winning institution in all competitive divisions. Follow your favorite team's progress as seasonal standings are announced at L Directors' Cup on Twitter and online at directorscup.org. The crowning achievement in college athletics. Final segment here on Wolfpack Weekly with Kevin Keats, presented by Coors Light. NC State will travel to Louisville on Wednesday night. 9 o'clock will be the tip time from Yum Center. We'll begin our pregame coverage at 8 p.m. and then another road trip over to a shorter trip over to Duke next Saturday afternoon at 2 o'clock. Tony, right. Tony, you forgot one thing this, this show. What is it? We are recording this show Wait, yes. Monday morning at 11 a.m. Right, for the sake These of These are scheduled. These are be, scheduled yeah, games. There you go. All well, right. speaking of that, uh, Coach, how amazing is it that we actually were able to play all seven scheduled games on Saturday? Well, we're trying, and we're trying to do our part. And, you know, uh, we're one of the – I don't know if it's anybody. We're one of the few teams that have played all the games, and we're going to continue to play as long down. as everybody stays healthy. We knocked on wood That leads me into another question. There have been postponed games. They're going to try to reschedule some of these games that were postponed. How does that work? Is that the ACC 
conferring with the schools that are involved and trying to pick out a date to play? Yeah, and it's mostly the ACC and the, you know, the scheduling. Um, you know, when you look at it, it, a lot of that goes through our athletic department, our athletic director, then our sports supervisor, and from both schools and trying to figure out is there an opportunity, is there days. And I think, I think really think that everybody's going to try to make these games up. And it may be a week where you may have to play three games if you missed how difficult would that be to have to change things suddenly and then go play three games in a week? Because I, I was looking at your schedule. I think for the next month, you only play like Wednesdays and Saturdays. Is that right? Yeah, I just uh, difficult. But if you're if you've been in sports for two years, nothing's difficult now. Well, there you I mean, go. You get, nothing is nothing is normal, and so you know you have to expect that there's going to be some different stuff that's going to come towards you. Three of your conference games have been decided by five points, including two last week. Then the Florida State game was a two-point game. Miami was close until the Hurricanes kind of pulled away late. What I'm getting at here, 31 league games have been played to this point. 18 of the 31 have been decided by five points or less. We say this every year, but let's go go down this trail again. Is this as much parity as we've seen in the league since you've been here? You're right. We say it every year. Um, <laughs> But I do think it's true this year. Um, it is parity, and, you know, it has been. And, and we talk about it with our team. It's so much stuff that these are all possession games, and if you can cut out ten mistakes or five mistakes, then you put yourself in a good situation to win. And what happens is most of the time it's the veteran teams that yeah. are finishing the game because they've been in those games before. Miami is a great oh, case of that. Miami. Right. Are they the Rodney Dangerfield of college basketball? I mean, they do. They do some respect. They should be they? ranked today. Yeah, they, you know, Miami has. Um, you know, they they're older. I think they're. I don't know what their average age. I'm sure you guys will know, but they they have guys who have been through a lot of basketball. They have some. They even have a few six year guys. Mm-hmm. And you know, it just you know we can say what we want to. Talent is great, and you want to have talent, and talent wins a lot of games. But also next to talent is really close to it is experience. And if you've got some experience, it helps you get over the hump sometimes. Here's their starting lineup. Moore, Augusti, Wardenburg, six-year players. We know Wong is in his third year, and he's been good for his entire career at Miami. Jordan Miller, the transfer, he's in his fourth year. But the addition of Moore to that point guard position and how it frees Wong up with their team offensively, has that really been a big difference for them? It's been a it's been a huge difference. I think Wong struggled initially because he played so much with the ball in his hand and I think he had to make adjustments and then, you know, early on they had some struggles and now they're playing good basketball because they know Older guys know how to play basketball. Like even, I know I'm sure you guys go to the Y League and you play. You're not talented, but you know how to play. You know where to be. You know the space that you need to be at. <laughs> Just yeah. can't get there. Just can't get there. <laughs> Your mind, get... but but you know exactly. I know where. where. Yeah. The body's not willing. No. Coach, you talked about uh, kind of the wear and tear uh, of a game, a season, uh, particularly playing point. Right now, Sebron uh, is second in the ACC in minutes played at 37. Helms is seventh in the ACC at 35. How do you try to maybe not manage that during a game, but even then, how do you manage that in a game and in practice with guys getting so many heavy minutes? Well, we try to, as much as we can, we try to give them guys as many breaks as we can in practice. Uh, but it's tough because, sure. you know, both of those guys are rhythm guys. You know, if they take any time off for a long period of time, it affects how they play in the game. I just think it's a mental thing. And, you know, you come to college to want to play. If you ask every kid, they want to play 40 minutes a game. And so I'm sure they're not complaining at all. <laughs> exactly.
NC State continues to excel on the offensive glass. 27 offensive rebounds in two games last week. So the pack, I think, is still going to be number one in the ACC, averaging around 13, 14 offensive boards per game. Does that show, that stat, and the success on the offensive glass demonstrate that effort with this team is not an issue? No, it's never going, and it's never going to be effort. If, you know, our guys are going to play hard. And I'm not telling you there's going to be some games that we struggle. Of course it is. Uh, but one thing you can say about our team is we will compete. We will fight. You know, is the ball going to go in all the time? Are we going to get stops all the time? No, I couldn't tell you that. But I will tell you that we're we're going to come into the game with a good game plan and we're going to compete. And, you know, we just, like I said, our inexperience is really showing up. And um, hopefully some of those guys will just continue to grow on the job. One of the guys with some experience that has played well recently since the holiday break is Thomas Allen. How much of his game is confidence and how much is it just coming back and playing like a veteran player you would expect to play? I think it's both. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, starting to get his groove back, it means he's getting confidence. And just, you know, obviously once you once you get your groove back and you start playing well then your experience kicks in as a veteran guy rematch with louisville on wednesday of course first time around over pnc arena back on december 4th cardinals were able to pull it out beating the pack 73 to 68 and of course what you remember from that game two uh, back-breaking three-point shots noah Locke with 90 seconds to play to tie the game at 68 apiece and then on the side out of bounds play matt cross falling out of bounds hits an impossible three at the end of the clock with 26 seconds to go and that was really the difference in the game but overall in the matchup and you review that game what can you pull from that uh, contest uh, kevin that can uh, help your team this week they had they made two great shots usually you get one of those games in and in uh, one of those shots in the game you know uh, Noah Ross hit a huge one on that left wing deep way beyond three-point yep. line and as you said Matt Cross was falling out of bounds you know when I went back and watched the game and you know watched it after the game and then as we go to play them again you're going to look at the game you know we had two great opportunities um, to extend the lead uh, to Cravion had a a three-point shot in the corner that didn't go down for him and then Cam Hayes on the right wing he had a nice shot to go down. If those shots go down, it's probably a different game. But they hit two incredible shots, so give them credit for that. They out-rebounded you 46-30. to 30. Is that an area that has to improve? Also, the fact that you only had five guys that scored in that game? It was a, it was an area that, um, you know, we hadn't got out-rebounded, I don't think, in the year that bad by maybe once or twice, maybe a one-off. But that's, that's one of the areas we got to do better at, and we didn't do a great job in that game. They lost to Florida State over the weekend, 79-70. to And uh, it seems to me their lineups are a little different than they were back on December 4th. Do you see any discernible differences in their team since then? No, I just think, you know, you know, in this league, you know, you, if you're judging it about who they lose or win against, then it's tough. It's a, it's a, it's a style. Styles make fights. Yeah. And obviously, you know, Florida State's a difficult style. And, you know, we're different and they're different. And so it comes down to different styles. How much do you review that first game with your guys as far as what happened and some things to maybe point to going back to getting to play them a second time? Yeah, we we just we we make sure that we highlight the things that did we did well and you know stuff that we need to improve on. We improve on and because you know it, you know the other team's going to do the same thing. They're going to look at it and see what they thought was successful and you know vice versa on our end. Which brings me to a point about Sebron. He's at the top of every scouting report of teams that you're playing. He's been able to 
even succeed despite that? How difficult is that when it's your year, you come in, and all of a sudden you're the A number one guy on the scouting report, and you still have to deliver? Well, and, and that's where it comes to us moving them around in different places where they can't, you know, sometimes with the ball in his hand and they're able to trap him every time. Sometimes if you take him off the ball and he catch it and he can rip drive, it's a little bit different. So you just kind of have to figure out how they plan him and then what things can you run for him to help him to be successful. And, you know, one thing that you know, it's hard to take away from him, when he gets out in transition, it's really hard to stop him. And so transition and offensive rebounds is where he's done a great job. And then obviously in the half court, he's done a great job getting down the hill. In a year where you lose Manny Bates and you see upcoming opponents, uh-oh, here we go, another big guy. Last week it was a Luma at Virginia Tech. You had P.J. Hall Saturday, Clemson. Now a rematch with Louisville. That means Malik Williams, who had 14 points, 12 rebounds in the first game here at PNC Arena. Are you saying to yourself, man, this was the worst possible year to lose Manny, basically. Well, any year is is bad. You know, with Devin and Manny, you know, man, I feel so bad for our, for Manny and our team. But, you know, when you're playing in the ACC, you're not going to get any breaks because everybody's got bigs. And we just, unfortunately, we, we had one of the best of the best. And, um, unfortunately, he's out. So we have to deal with what we have to play against. All right, Kevin, all the best this week as you take on both Louisville and Duke on the road. Thanks, guys. And we thank all of you for uh, tuning our way and joining us for Wolfpack Weekly with Kevin Keith, presented by Coors Light. Our producer engineer was Ben Alexander. And Kyle Winchester is the executive producer of the Wolfpack Sports Network. For Coach Keith and Jeff Gravely, I'm Tony Haynes. Have a great week. On the Wolfpack Sports Network from Learfield, you've been listening to Wolfpack Weekly with Coach Kevin Keats, presented by Coors Light. Tune in every week throughout the season to get the latest scoop on NC State basketball. Tonight's edition of Wolfpack Weekly has also been brought to you by Coca-Cola, new look, improved taste, new Coke Zero Sugar, the Sheridan Raleigh Hotel, win in Raleigh, stay where the Wolfpack stay. And by Jimmy V's Osteria and Bar, where Wolfpack basketball and great food come together. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation of the Wolfpack Sports Network.